0: chapter eight of book twelve of metaphysics by aristotle translated by john mcmahon this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by Geoffrey edwards chapter eight in the first place however above all it is well that we should come to some final distinctions as to what the difference is between a number and a monad if there is any difference at all now it is necessary that this difference exist either according to quantity or according to quality yet neither of these appears to be admissible but so far forth as number is concerned the difference subsists according to quantity and therefore if monads likewise differ in quantity one number also would differ from another number though it may be equal in the multitude of the monads further may we ask whether the first monads are greater or less and whether they may subsequently increase or the contrary for all these statements are irrational but undoubtedly neither is it admissible that they should differ according to quality for it is not possible that there should reside subsequently in them any passive condition for also they say that there inheres in numbers quality subsequently to quantity further neither would it happen unto them that this should be derived from unity nor from the duad for the one is not quality whereas the other partakes of the nature of a constituent of quantity for of the existence of many entities is the actual nature of them a cause but if then this subsists after a certain manner differently we must declare that this is the case likewise in the most eminent degree with a first principle and we must come to some final distinction respecting the difference of the monad namely that it is especially a necessary one and why there exists a necessity that this should be the case if monads however do not differ in quantity nor yet in quality what difference can speculators assume as existing in them that indeed therefore on the supposition that ideas are numbers it is admissible that all the monads neither should be capable of comparison nor should be incapable of comparison one with another in either of these ways this point is evident but assuredly after the manner in which certain other philosophers make statements respecting numbers neither are such assertions made correctly and these are such as do not consider that there are ideas in existence neither simply considered nor as being certain numbers but lay down the existence of mathematical entities and contend that numbers are most original amongst entities and that actual unity constitutes a first principle of them for it would be absurd to go on the supposition that unity should be something primary amongst the units as those persons assert it is but that a duad should not be something primary amongst duads nor the triad amongst triads for all such points rest on the same reasoning if indeed therefore the assertions in regard of number may be viewed after this manner and if one will seek to establish that mathematical number exists solely unity in such a case does not constitute a first principle of numbers for it is requisite that unity such as this is should differ from the rest of the monads and if this be admitted there will necessarily exist a certain first duad that is different from the other duads and in like manner also will it be so with the rest of the numbers i mean such as are consecutive if however unity constitute a first principle there subsists the greater necessity that the case should stand just as plato used to say the points regarding number were disposed and that there should exist a certain first duad and triad and that numbers should be not capable of comparison with one another but on the other hand if any one again should maintain these assertions it has been declared that many impossibilities ensue but certainly it is at any rate necessary that the case be either in that way or this way wherefore on the supposition that it be in neither way it would not be admissible that number should involve a separate subsistence it is evident however from these statements that the third mode is expressed even in the worst manner i mean that one which makes out that the number which belongs to forms as well as mathematical number are the same for it is necessary that two errors at the same time should concur with one opinion for neither is it possible that mathematical number should subsist in this manner but as regards a person indulging in peculiar hypotheses it is necessary that he should be prolix and that he should enumerate the consequences also whatsoever they are which ensue unto those who denominate numbers as forms this is requisite likewise but the plan of the Pythagorics partly no doubt involves fewer difficulties than the statements that have been previously made but partly it involves certain different difficulties peculiar to itself for the constituting number as that which possesses a subsistence not separable from sensibles removes many of the impossibilities but the assertion that bodies are compounded out of numbers and that this number is mathematical is impossible for neither is it correct to say that it constitutes individual magnitudes and in the next place because in the most eminent degree they are disposed after this mode the monads at any rate do not involve magnitude and how is it possible that magnitudes should be composed of things indivisible but assuredly mathematical number at least in its nature is monadic yet those persons say that entities constitute number at any rate their speculations do they try and harmonize with bodies as if numbers were derived from those if therefore it is requisite on the supposition of number being something essentially belonging to entities that some one of those modes that have been mentioned should exist but it is not admissible that any one of these should exist. It is evident, then, that there doth not subsist any such nature of numbers as those furnish who constitute number as that which possesses a separate subsistence. Further, might the question be asked, whether does each monad consist from the great and the small equalized, or whether is the one monad from the little and another from the great? if indeed therefore the case stands thus neither will each number consist from all the elements nor will the monads be devoid of mutual difference for in this monad will be inherent the great and in that the small being what is in its own nature contrary further how are those resident in the triad itself for one of them is uneven but perhaps on this account they make actual unity in what is uneven a mean but if each of the monads arises from both the elements equalized how will the duad constitute one certain nature compounded from the great and small or what difference will there be in this from the monad further the monad is antecedent to the duad for when it is taken away the duad is taken away therefore it is necessary that this be an idea of an idea being at any rate antecedent to an idea and that it has been produced prior to such of what then will it be for the indefinite duad would be formative of duality further it is necessary that certainly number be infinite or finite for speculators make number to be that which involves a separate subsistence so that it is not possible that the other of these should not subsist That therefore it is not possible that it should be infinite is evident, for neither is infinite number odd, nor is it even, but the generation of numbers is invariably either of an odd number or of an even. When unity in one instance falls upon an even number, an odd number is produced, and when the duad in another case falls upon the even, that which is from unity is rendered twofold and when it falls in a third way upon the odd numbers another even number is produced further if every idea belongs to some particular thing but numbers are ideas infinite number also will be the idea of something either of sensibles or of something else although neither does this admit of taking place according to position nor according to reason but philosophers arrange the ideas after this manner on the supposition however that number is finite how far in point of quantity does it extend for it is requisite that this should be declared not only that the fact is so but also why it is so undoubtedly however if number extends up to the decade as certain say in the first place of course will forms fail quickly as for instance if the triad constitute ideal man what number will ideal horse be for every ideal number reaches up to the decade therefore it is necessary that certain numbers exist of those residing in these for these are substances and ideas notwithstanding however they will fail for the species of animal already will be superabundant at the same time it is however evident that if the triad in this way be ideal man the rest of the triads likewise will be so for similar are those that are inherent in the same numbers wherefore will there exist infinite men if indeed every triad constitutes an idea each man will be an ideal man but if not yet at any rate men will be so and if the smaller belong as a portion to the greater namely that which is of the monads that are capable of comparison as a portion of those that are in the same number and if the tetrad itself be an idea of anything as of a horse or of what is white man will be a part of horse if man constitutes a duad but absurd also is the supposition of there being an idea of the decade but not of the end decade nor of the numbers consecutive to this further however there both exist and are generated certain things of which there are not forms wherefore the question comes to this on what account are there not forms of those also in such a case the forms do not constitute causes moreover it would be absurd to imagine that number as far as the decade should be a certain entity in a greater degree and a form of the decade itself although there is no generation of this as of an unit but of that there is philosophers attempt however to alter their opinions as if the supposition were true that number up to the decade were a perfect one they generate at any rate the things thereon following as take the case of vacuity, proportion the odd and other things of this kind within the decade for some things they ascribe to first principles for example motion rest good evil but other things to numbers wherefore unity amounts to what is odd for if it is resident in the triad how will the pentad constitute what is odd further how far do magnitudes and as many such bodies as there are partake of quantity for instance the first indivisible line next a duad and next those numbers up to a decade further on the supposition that number involves a separate subsistence one might feel a doubt as to whether unity were antecedent or the triad and the duad as far forth therefore as number is compounded unity is antecedent but as far forth as what is universal and is form are prior number involves an antecedent subsistence for each of the monads constitutes a portion of number as matter but the other as form and no doubt in one way is the right prior to the acute angle because it has been limited by its definition and in another way is the acute prior to the right because it is a part of it and the right angle is divided into the acute undoubtedly indeed as matter the acute angle and the element and the monad are prior and again as in reference to form and substance such as subsists according to definition is the right angle prior and so with the entire which is compounded of matter and form for both are more proximate to form and to that which definition belongs unto but in generation are they subsequent how then may i ask is unity a first principle because it is not they say divisible but is indivisible both that which is universal and that which is particular and that which is an element but in another manner is unity partly that which subsists according to definition and partly that according to duration in what way then does unity constitute a first principle for as has been declared both the right angle seems to be antecedent to the acute and the acute to the right and each is one therefore in both ways do speculators constitute unity as a first principle but further is this impossible for the one subsists as form and substance and the other as a part and as matter for in a manner each one in reality subsists in capacity if at least number is one certain thing and not as an aggregate heap but different number subsists from different monads as they say and each monad does not subsist in actuality a cause however of the error which ensues is this that they are accustomed at the same time to pursue their investigations from the mathematical sciences and from universal definitions wherefore from those no doubt as a point have they established unity and the first principle for the monad is a point without position as therefore certain others also have compounded entities out of what is least so do these persons likewise wherefore the monad becomes the matter of numbers and at the same time is prior to the duad and again is it subsequent to the duad existing as a certain whole and as an unit and as species on account however of their being engaged in investigating that which has been predicated universally as an unit they in this way also have spoken of it as a part but it is impossible that these should reside in the same subject at the same time but on the supposition of its being necessary that unity itself should subsist merely without position for in no respect is there a difference save that it constitutes a first principle and that the duad is divisible whereas that the monad is not so if this be the case the monad would be more similar to unity itself but if the monad alone be without position unity will be more similar to the monad than to the duad so that in either case each monad would be prior to the duad these speculators do not say so however at least they generate the duad first Further, on the supposition that the duad itself is a certain unit, and the triad itself both constitute a duad, from what then, may I ask, does the duad itself consist? Chapter 9. But one might also feel perplexed, since contact likewise has not an existence in numbers but that which is consecutive has in regard of whatsoever monads there is not to be found a medium as those that are in the duad or the triad whether what is consecutive is to be found in unity itself or not and whether the duad be antecedent to those things that are consecutive or anything whatsoever to the monads and in like manner also concerning the subsequent genera of number do these difficulties ensue both in the case of a line and surface and body for some inquirers make lengths from the species of the great and the small for instance the lengths as it were from the long as well as from the short but surfaces from wide and narrow and bulks from what is profound and low and these are species of the great and the small in respect however of the principle that subsists according to unity have different persons in different ways sought to establish their opinions upon points of this description and in these also appear innumerable statements that are both impossible and fictitious and which are contrary to all suppositions that are rational For also it happens, that they are severed in their connection, one with another, unless likewise the first principles are concomitant, so that there should exist what is broad and narrow, and long and short, and, if this be admitted, the surface will constitute a line, and that which is solid a surface. Further, however, angles, and figures, and such like, how will they be assigned?' and the same consequence ensues unto the points respecting numbers for these are passive states belonging to magnitude but magnitude is not a passive condition belonging unto these as neither is length of straightness and what is curved nor solids of what is smooth and rough common however to all these assumptions is that which is allowable as a subject of perplexity in the case of species viewed in reference to genus when one may admit the subsistence of universals namely whether animal itself may reside in animal or there be something therein that is different from animal itself for on the supposition that this is not separable it will not create any doubt but on the supposition of its being separable as the persons who make these statements affirm it would not be easy to decide the question of doubt respecting unity and respecting numbers and if such be not easy it is necessary to say what is impossible for when any one understands unity as involved in the notion of the duad and in general in that of number the question arises whether does he perceive a certain actual thing or something else some therefore generate magnitudes from matter of this description but others from a point but a point seems to them not to be an unit but to involve some similar quality with unity and to belong to a different matter such as multitude belongs to but which does not belong to multitude respecting which not a whit the less it happens that one feels the same doubts for if in fact the matter is one the same thing will be a line and a surface and a solid for from the same things will be derived that which is one and the same thing but if the matters are many in number and there will exist one matter of a line and another of a surface and another of a solid assuredly they will follow one another or they will not so that the same consequences will ensue likewise in this view of the case for either the surface will not involve a line or it will constitute a line further how it is admissible that number should subsist from unity and plurality there is no attempt made to show yet howsoever therefore they happen to frame their statements they encounter the same difficulties as those who make number to consist from unity and from the duad which is indefinite for one indeed generates number out of that which is predicated universally and not out of a certain multitude but the other from a certain multitude yet from that which is primary for they say that the duad is a certain primary multitude wherefore there is no difference so to speak discoverable in all this but the same doubts will follow whether we assume it to be mixture or position or temperament or generation and whatever things of this kind there are. But one might especially inquire, supposing that each monad is one, from what does it subsist? For undoubtedly each will not constitute unity itself at least. But it is necessary that it be derived from unity itself, and from plurality, or from a portion of plurality. The assertion therefore that the monad constitutes a certain multitude is impossible, since at least it is indivisible but the assertion that a monad is from a portion of multitude involves many other difficulties for it is necessary also that each of the portions be indivisible or that it constitute multitude and that the monad should be divisible and that unity and the multitude should not be an element for each monad is not from multitude and an unit further The person who puts forward this assertion does nothing else than make another number for multitude is a number of indivisible things moreover also it is worthy of inquiry in respect of those who make assertions in this way whether number may be infinite or finite for as it appears the multitude was also finite out of which and unity finite monads were produced and multitude itself is different from infinite multitude what sort of multitude then and what sort of an element is unity and in like manner might one inquire also respecting a point and the element from which they make magnitudes for there is not merely at least one actual point therefore at any rate one might ask the question from what each of the rest of the points will ensue for undoubtedly it is not from a certain interval at least and an actual point but assuredly neither is it admissible that indivisible portions constitute the portions of an interval as they do of the multitude from which the monads consist for number is composed of things that are indivisible but this is not the case with magnitudes now all these statements as well as others of this kind render it evident that it is an impossibility for number and for magnitudes to possess a separable subsistence moreover the discordancy of the original framers of this theory respecting numbers is an indication that these things not being true are fraught with sources of confusion unto them for some of this school constituting mathematical natures merely in addition to those that are cognizant by the senses when they came to perceive the difficulty and fiction attendant upon forms have withdrawn their assent from the ideal or formal number and have introduced mathematical number in its stead but others wishing to make forms to exist at the same time with the numbers but not discerning in what manner on the supposition of one's admitting these as first principles mathematical number will subsist independent of that which is ideal have constituted ideal and mathematical number as the same in definition since in point of fact at least mathematical number has been done away with in this hypothesis for they introduce peculiar theories of their own and such as are not consistent with mathematical science the philosopher however who first sought to establish the existence of both forms and numbers in obedience to the dictates of reason assigns a separate subsistence to forms and mathematical entities wherefore it happens that all of this sect express themselves correctly in a certain respect no doubt yet not entirely with correctness and themselves likewise acknowledge so much as being persons who do not make the same statements at all times but such as are contrary with one another. And a cause of this is the following, that their suppositions and first principles are false. But it would be difficult from things that are not properly disposed in regard of truth and falsehood to frame an hypothesis with correctness according to Epicharmus. For in this case, as soon as the assertion is made, immediately also is apparent that which is not properly disposed in the before-mentioned respect regarding numbers however let thus much suffice of the questions that have been started and of the definitions and distinctions that have been framed for a person who has been brought to a state of acquiescence in a theory would still the more be induced to yield assent from the force of more numerous arguments but nothing further will prevail towards inducing persuasion in the case of one who has not been prevailed upon to yield his assent already With respect, however, to first principles and first causes and elements, whatever assertions those persons put forward, who are engaged in framing their distinctions in regard of a substance merely cognizant by the senses, some of these indeed have been declared in our treatise on physics, but the remainder of them are omitted, seeing that they do not belong unto the plan of inquiry proposed to be pursued in our present work but whatever assertions are made by those who affirm that there exist different substances independent of those that fall under the notice of our senses this is a subject for investigation consecutive to those statements that have been already made upon this point since therefore certain persons affirm that there are such like ideas and numbers and that the elements of these are elements and first principles of entities with respect to these we must inquire what it is they say and how they say it those philosophers then who are for constituting as such existences numbers only and such as are mathematical numbers are to form subjects for examination afterwards of those however who affirm the existence of the ideas one should at the same time be able to perceive both the manner of their existence and the matter of doubt that is prevalent regarding them for also do they constitute ideas as existing simultaneously with universal substances and again they view them as involving a separate subsistence even from singulars but that these statements are not possible has been previously made a matter of doubt A cause however of their connecting these substances into one and the same species i mean with those persons who call ideas universals is because they are not accustomed to constitute them as the same substances with sensibles some singulars indeed therefore that are involved in objects that fall under the notice of our senses they consider to be in a state of flux and not one of them to remain in a condition of permanence but that the universal subsists both beside these and is something that is different from them but as we have declared in the foregoing statements socrates communicated an impulse it is true to this inquiry by reason of definitions yet he did not really abstract them at least from singulars and in thus not assigning them a separate subsistence he formed his conceptions correctly and one could make this assertion evident from the actual occurrence of facts for without universals of course it is not possible to attain unto scientific knowledge but the abstraction of them from singulars is a cause of the difficulties that ensue in regard of ideas but some as if it were necessary that if there are certain substances beside those that are cognizant by sense and are in a state of flux they should involve a separate subsistence some i say were not in possession of other natures but brought forward those that are denominated universals so that it happens that both universals and singulars are nearly the same natures this to be sure then would itself amount to a certain essential difficulty in those statements that have been put forward above chapter ten. what it is however that is attended with doubt both unto those who affirm the existence of ideas and those who deny their existence has likewise been observed previously in the doubts enumerated at the beginning of this treatise let us however at present make a repetition of the statements made there for if indeed one will not admit that substances involve a separate subsistence and that the singulars of entity subsist in that manner as they are declared to do such a view of things will overturn substance as we are disposed to allow yet should one assume that there are substances possessing a separate subsistence how will he establish the elements and the first principles of them for supposing them to subsist as a singular and not as an universal entities of this kind will be as numerous as elements and the elements will not be things capable of being made objects of scientific knowledge for let the syllables in a word be granted to be as substances and let the elements of them be the elements of substances in such a case as this it is therefore necessary that b a be one and that each of the syllables should be one if not in fact universally and the same in species yet each must be one in number and this certain particular thing and not equivocal and further they regard each one as the very thing itself if syllables however be thus so also will those things be of which syllables are composed there will not accordingly be more than one letter a nor will any of the rest of the elements be more than one according to the very same mode of reasoning in accordance with which neither is there any of the other syllables that is the same but there is one in one word and another in another but certainly if this be the case there will not exist any different entities beside the elements but entities will constitute elements merely and further neither will the elements be objects of scientific knowledge for they are not universals but scientific knowledge is conversant about universals as objects of investigation now this is evident both from demonstrations and definitions for a syllogism is not completed because this particular triangle has angles equal to two right angles unless every triangle has angles equal to two right angles nor because this man is an animal unless every man is an animal but undoubtedly if first principles are universal or also if substances that are compounds of these are universal non substance in such a case will be a thing that is antecedent to substance for what is universal does not constitute substance whereas the element and the first principle are universal the element however and the first principle are things that are antecedent to those to which a first principle and an element belong and therefore do all these consequences ensue reasonably when both certain philosophers constitute ideas as out of elements and when beside ideas and substances involving the same form they may be of opinion that there is some one thing that has actually a separate subsistence if however there is no hindrance but that as in the case of the elements of speech there should be a multitude of the letters a and the letters b and that a itself and b itself should be nothing beside the multitude of these on this account at least there will be infinite similar syllables but the fact that all scientific knowledge is conversant about what is universal so that it is necessary that both the first principles of entities should be universal and not separable substances this fact i say most especially is attended with doubtfulness above any of the assertions already made the assertion that is made is notwithstanding in a manner true and in a manner it is not true for scientific knowledge as also the act of scientific cognition is twofold of which one subsists in capacity but the other in energy capacity then i mean that which subsists as the matter of that which is universal and is indefinite belongs to what is universal and indefinite the energy however being definite is likewise this certain particular thing belonging to this certain definite particular thing but according to accident it is that the power of vision beholds universal colour because this particular colour which it beholds is a colour and what the grammarian speculates into as this particular letter a is a letter a since if it be necessary that the first principles should be universal it is also necessary that those things which subsist from these should be universal as is shown in the instance of demonstrations and if this be the case there will be nothing that involves a separate subsistence nor will there be in existence actual substance it is evident however that in a manner scientific knowledge is conversant about what is universal as an object of its investigations but that in a manner this is not the case end of chapter ten and end of book twelve recording in memory of mitchell edwards